Hello, and welcome to Talking Talk, podcast for the media by us. My name is Brent. I'm here today with TJ. Hello. And Chris. Hey. And we are going to be talking about what we've been watching, and then follow that up with our normal things that we followed up with. Breezy on the streets. Breezy. And telling you what to go do. Breezy. Burifa. And Burifa. And then silence. And then, yeah. And then there's nothing. Then you continue on wherever you're driving. This podcast auto-deletes, and then your phone turns off. Yes. For its watch has ended. And then eventually the sun explodes. <laughs> swallows this earth whole. Nothing important happens in between the heat just, death of the universe and the end of this podcast. We write a Lars von Trier movie, guess. Good job. <laughs> now I feel this like overwhelming burden to talk forever. <laughs> Because I'm at least certain that by the end of this, the sun will not have exploded. Maybe that's how we get famous. It's <laughs> like episode one, it goes forever. It's like a rotating podcast. Like, people so, come in, we'll go to sleep. Somewhere in alternate dimension, there's a TG doing a tidbit about this podcast that never ended. <laughs> We're just doing the audio version of Ed TV. That is, there's no TJ's tidbit today, but that is good TJ's tidbit fodder. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a podcast that was ongoing and never stopped. Yeah. Uh, what do you upload? It's it called there? The Radio. <laughs> <laughs> so all we did was invent a radio station. <laughs> we, we invented PR. <laughs> so wait, we got different people come on and talk about different things while we go to sleep. Although, if I was a little different in my head, I was picturing like there's always somebody from the previous iteration on. There's uh, never like a line change. Yeah, yeah. We're we're trapped in a room. We just kind of like tag out when we absolutely need to take bio breaks. <laughs> bio breaks. Yeah. This talk is why people download our podcast, right? <laughs> People don't actually. <laughs> this talk is about people don't. <laughs> True. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna talk about what I've been watching this week. I watched a 2019 Netflix movie called I Am Mother. You started that like the book report. The, I'm uh, gonna talk like, about what I've been watching. The book is called Huckleberry Finn. It yes. was written by Mark Dwight. <laughs> I Am Mother is the name you of need the to get story. All those words in. <laughs> it was directed by Grant Spootor. <laughs> Grant Spookola? Spootor? Okay. Spootor. I also watched I Am Mother. So, uh, a teenage girl is raised underground by a robot mother, uh, designed to repopulate the Earth following an extinction event, and that's sort of the plot for I Am Mother. Cool. Um, Robot voiced by Rose Byrne, mm -hmm. and an outsider brought in, played by two-time Oscar winner, Hilary Swank. So, Hilary Swank! (laughs) 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 Auto-tune! What if we auto-tuned every time we said an actor or actress's name? No, like, just Hillary Swank. Just Hillary Swank. <laughs> BG style. I think I could probably figure it out in Audacity. <laughs> That's true. Um, what do you think? I I liked it. I feel like it was the kind of movie where if they had nailed it, I would have loved it. And um, it's I, I just wound up liking it. I, th- I think there's good tension and good cinematography in the movie. And those were my two favorite things. I kind of, I think it sort of landed with a thud the uh, the themes they were going for in the movie, um, and they, they didn't quite connect for me. What do you think the themes were? Well, that's a that's a that was my problem. I don't think they knew what their themes were. I think the movie landed with a thud repeatedly. I was not a big fan. Yeah, and it's my kind of movie, man. That's why I was super excited to see it, but. I guess I think I told Brent Summer after we watched it. There's, there seem to be themes of like immigration and racism and like, you know, marrying kind of like border tensions in the U.S. currently mm-hmm. and when the movie is being made. That's been going on a while, but um, then 
they never answered those. Or no. they at least if they if that was the theme, they said like those isms are correct. Yeah. You should be weary of everybody coming in. So I was like, Well that's not the theme. Oof. I hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> There's also a um some kind of reveal. I won't say if it's a big twist or just some something minor, but there's some kind of reveal that the reveal of it is lost on me because I was suspicious of the whole movie why they weren't acknowledging this reveal. Like, they weren't acknowledging this thing. They kept it unmentioned, and then they reveal it at a later point. I was like, okay, so it was what I thought. I didn't even see it as a reveal. Yeah. Just because it was so blatant. Um, it's... I think they meant for it to be, for sure. I'm not... Disagreeing yeah. with you in that aspect, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed the process of watching it more than you, um, but I don't. I wouldn't go out of my way. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good, and you just thought it was more what average, more. It would not be watchless worthy for me. Watchless, yeah, and it's uh, barely watchless worthy for me. So. I'll definitely watch it then. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's sci-fi, and so... What would David do, though? <laughs> Wait, what have you said? To, you didn't agree? I don't know how to proceed. Um, What do you do, David? You, David. What say it. Will now, pop now. quiz, hot shot. David! <laughs> uh, I also watched Yesterday. Oh, neat. The new Danny Boyle and Richard Curtis joint. How's that? Um... So that movie is cute, without really being all that good. Okay. C minus book report. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a. You said C minus was going to give it a letter grade. So it's like a a C level romantic comedy. That that's the aspect that kind of drags it down a little bit. It's just like the it's just like kind of forced romance that just just like it's not really why we're here, and it's it's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's just not that. It's nothing you haven't seen before, <sighs> as far as the romance goes in the movie. Uh, I think the lead, what is his name? His Himesh name. Patel. Yes. Uh, he's really charismatic. I really like him in the movie. Um, How's Lily James? I've liked everything she's done up to this point she's, in her career. She's fine. She's just... Uh, Plays it cute. She's just there to be cute and, you know, the object of affection. I am hearing good things about... Uh, Ed Sheeran's performance. Ed Sheeran, yeah. The uh, the trailer, I think, lets on, or I think the trailer kind of makes me think it's a cameo uh, from Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran would probably be the third or fourth build in the movie for me, as far as okay. significance in the movie. So not more than like Keanu and Always Be My Maybe? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Ed Sheeran has, has <clears throat> numerous scenes, and nice. he is, it's very good. I mean, he's playing a, a fictionalized version of himself. Like Keanu Reeves. Yes. Okay. Um, and he's playing sort of a more ridiculous version of himself. Yeah. That, that tends to work. Yes. If you can find somebody to make fun of themselves. It's a common go-to. Like yeah. it, but it uh, kind of always... Anybody making fun of themselves pays going to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they do a little more. I will say that the trailer doesn't... It doesn't give away everything about the, the thing that happens. There's more to that. Okay. But... That goes kind of unexplored. I did see something spoiled in a cast list, like a this person plays this person list. Yeah, that I was like, oh, there's a yeah. <laughs> Thanks, cat. The cat found itself on the keyboard. The cat realized the... it was here and then realized it did not want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> in the same instant. Um, 
So yeah, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a there's a a weird moment in the movie where someone is playing someone, and it's just I don't know. It's not awful, but it's not great. Right. Um, yeah, it's the guy from uh, Full Monty and Once Upon a Time. That guy, right? Carlisle? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so, weird. It, it seems weird. I haven't seen the movie. But. Yeah. It starts off kind of like, like as a moment of just like, it's like, oh, that's nice. But it's, uh, you know, and I don't want to be, I hate talking vaguely, but at the same time, I don't want to reveal anything. This movie just came out in theater, so. Yeah. Um, but. Watch this. If you if you love the Beatles, yes. So yes. <laughs> now if you if you, then it's at least sort of passable. You know, like okay. you still get to listen to some Beatles songs. Um, there's also a really there is a really there's a moment where there's there's something that you're kind of dreading a moment in the movie you're kind of dreading for a while and you don't know you don't know what it's going to be but you're just dreading it and it winds up being really really sweet and yeah. nice. And it's and that that's actually a great little part in the movie, which is that's got like Richard Curtis all over it. Yeah, is something being sweeter than expected. Um, I don't have a a sequitur, so if you want to talk more about that movie, let me know now. I don't. So then I have a question, mm-hmm. referring to uh, Ed Sheeran. Not that any of you guys know, but is Ginger a slur? No, I'm not sure. Is is ginger like a positively, a positively identified word by the by the people who have that hair? Oh, it's not positive. It's just like neutral, like blonde. I think it's or like it can be weaponized. Or if not. like fifty is neutral, one hundred is like positive, and zero is is like words we don't say. Yeah, um, I feel like it's somewhere in the forties. Okay, okay. So I would argue with the redhead in the room, <laughs> but. I, I've never thought of it being, like, derogatory. I'm just not, you know, I just don't know. And I saw someone post a picture of Ed Sheeran in, like, a really... Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I just found an article on irishtimes.com. <laughs> it's called Redhead's Ginger's an Insult or Not. And the picture under the headline is uh, Ed Sheeran. So people, like, posted a picture. It's Ed Sheeran. Like, it's, during, it's like a GQ photo shoot or something. It's him in, like, a rundown, like dilapidated building sitting on a bed and he's got all his like because he's got a bunch of tattoos over the past like five years Ed Sheeran has gone from like a blank canvas to completely fucking tattooed mm-hmm. um, and someone said he looked like a ginger trash bag and I was like well that I can definitely tell is an insult <laughs> it's a derogatory way to use the word ginger um, you know Tim Minchin's got that that pretty funny stand up bit where he plays piano and he starts spelling the word and but he spells ginger out of order and so he does a song about the one word you can never say, and he's like, it's got an N, it's got an I, it's got a G, <laughs> and then he goes, it's ginger. It's really funny, but I just didn't know. I'm going to save this article to read later, because this paragraph made me um, laugh. Okay. <laughs> cool. What else did you, Breezy? Uh, I watched, what else did I watch? I watched a little movie called Toy Story 4. It might be in a theater near you. You'll have to check out your art cinema nearby, see if... Uh, if this movie made it onto a screen somewhere. What did you think of the Toys story? The Toys story, the fourth Toys story that I have seen, um, I really, really liked this movie a lot. I loved it. It was, uh, I, I cried a little bit. I laughed a lot in this movie. 
Um, it's the funniest movie of the year that I've seen so far. I, I would agree with that. Um, the new, the three new, I think the three most notable new voice additions to the cast. The ones we were kind of aware of before we, we went to see the movie, which was uh, Tony Hale mm-hmm. as Forky and Key and Peele. Those three bring so much humor to this movie. I think you're about to say what I said last week on our watch list. Which is? Who's the who's the best new edition toy? Who's your favorite? The best new edition toy is... Oh, oh, it's... Uh, I liked him. I, he's not my favorite. Though. No, he's my favorite by far. Forky. Forky. Forky should win Best Supporting Actor. Not Tony Hale. Forky. <laughs> Forky was incredible. The him convincing himself he was trash is so... Such a good repeated joke. <laughs> Yeah, Forky he just keeps trying to go to a trash can. Also, as Forky, <laughs> so Forky is trash. Won't stop trying to get in trash cans. As, as Forky is also uh, one of my favorite sight gags of the movie is just uh, when when Forky is learning about things about the world, and, and I, I guess it's Woody that's telling him, but it's uh, he's got his he, he's being carried and he's got his arms around Woody like he's being uh. like he's a baby. <laughs> so Forky is basically a, a baby toy. Yeah, um, I think this is. Maybe I would need to go rewatch. I think this might be the most interesting Toy Story movie as far as the ideas that it explores. I would agree. Um, my I had very few complaints with the movie, and they're not really complaints. They're more just like uh, when I go to see a Toy Story movie, I would have liked to maybe have more of the gang doing stuff. And this feels very much like a Woody. Movie. It's a Woody movie. Yeah, and so that's like I said, it's not a. It doesn't make the movie bad, but it's uh it's that was like a thing when I walked out. I was like, ah, I could have, I could have done with more of you know the gang. It's not the worst and not the best of my in my Toy Story rankings. I, I rewatched this week the first three, mm-hmm. um, and pretty easy for me is a three, two, four, one. Going the best is three. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, the worst is is one. Yeah, no, I just. I just don't think I like Toy Story as much as other people. I think it's good, but I just and I, and I think it's like really good. I just don't think I like as much like mm-hmm. it as much. Like when people talk about like how great three was and how like upset they were and scared they were, I just didn't get it. I don't know. I'm gonna keep that opinion to myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> now that I've released it <laughs> into the, <laughs> the internet, ether. yeah. No, I think uh, I do think it hit on some important. Themes for the first time since two. I don't think three really hit those as much. I think three was more of like a narrative feat. Three, I think three hits the theme, but it 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 kind of it, it it does it in a way that doesn't really challenge us. Like it's a way that just it's everybody's two, satisfied with. Two and four were more like inside out in their themes. Yeah. I think a little four is very challenging because it's like that, there are a lot of people who there's so I'll just uh, let's see how I can put this vaguely there is a there is a character resolution of some sort in four that some people are having issues with and some people are not and I don't for me I'm somewhere in the middle I don't have an issue with it but I also it didn't have that sort of like you know that moment in a movie when you're just like yes nailed that like nailed that that didn't hit for me, but I didn't have like an issue like that shouldn't have happened. It did for me, and I wonder if it's because I've watched those movies so much more than y'all. Um, but Woody's mo to keep this a little vague because the movie is still new. Um, Woody's mo has always been like the most important thing a toy can do is serve a child. Yes, 
And not the most important thing Woody can do, but the most important thing all toys can do is serve children. Yeah. Um, so the ending really hit home for me on that. He's been preaching that since mm-hmm. Toy Story 1. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah. So, uh, I highly recommend it, though. Like, it's, it's you yeah. know, even, I'm, I'm nitpicking at best here. I think it's an excellent movie. It was movie. five stars for me. It was a four and a half for you. Yeah. Um, Any other Woody movies you've watched? Uh, just shorter ones. Short films. Um, this is only going to rewatch it because it's timely. July Fourth weekend was the this weekend, and uh, I watched Jaws, my favorite July Fourth movie. Jaws is great. Me and I watched Jaws this morning. <laughs> Name four other July Fourth movies. Sin um, Lot. Um, Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day. Independence, Independence Day. Day. Regurgitation, <laughs> resurgence, same thing, and uh, the Patriot. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. The first purge. <laughs> I feel like when seventeen seventy six. I feel like when people talk about July Fourth movies, I don't think that there's as big of a canon as there are for like Christmas movies. That is definitely the case. Yeah. I will say this baby. though: <laughs> <laughs> Yankee Doodle Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all that Google has. There, all those movies we just said. <laughs> um, I will say though that, like, I think I think Jaws on July Fourth is a more fun watch than a lot of movies on holidays that they are more obviously engineered for. Yeah, I mean, Jaws is one of the most entertaining films of all time, so I don't yeah. think that's a stretch. Yeah. Um. It's a. Uh, it's still a masterpiece. It's still really good. Yeah, Spielberg and and yeah, I mean, maybe if you told me you thought that was the most iconic score of all time, I wouldn't argue with you. The score in that movie is really great beyond the shark score. It's great. Yeah. The scene where Brody's son is mirroring him at the dinner table. Oh, it's so good. That score is so good there. Yeah. That's a good little scene, too. Yeah. That's that's the magic of Spielberg. He finds, like, little ways to just have, like, moments that make you smile in scenes that are just not important to the movie. Yeah. At all. Um, anyway, even though July 4th will have passed you by when you hear this, it's still a great summer movie. Go watch Jaws. It's on Amazon. Go watch Jaws and get in the ocean. You and don't then need to wait thirty minutes, you won't cramp up. And then stop there because we watched it on demand, and uh, we had. Uh, so my wife has never seen Jaws, and so we we. She liked it. She really liked it. Yeah, yeah. She said I was expecting something different, and I was like, "And you got a Steven Spielberg adventure movie, which yeah. is what you always get." Right. Um, but uh. So we, 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 we went back, we, we restarted Jaws from the beginning, but we had, we had flipped over to a channel that was showing Jaws like late. It was very late in the movie. So when we finished our watch, uh, Jaws 3 was on, which stars Dennis Quaid. And Lewis Gossett Jr., right? Yes, and we watched about five minutes of that, and holy shit, that's bad. So Jaws, the Jaws franchise famously has Oscar actors in the shittiest Jaws movies. Uh, Michael Caine could not accept his Oscar because he was busy filming Jaws 4. <laughs> oh, man. Jaws, I think Jaws 4 is the best of the sequels. Have you seen them? Yes. I haven't seen them. I've not seen any we of were, them. We were really into uh, those movies when we were kids, and so Weird. we watched them. I remember Jaws 4 being better than it should have been, but I was also a child. Is 2 the revenge? Yeah, 2 is the one in SeaWorld, I think. I don't know. Three is definitely at a park where they oh, have okay. like people. Three Sea World then. Okay. That's the three D one. Jaws three D. Okay. Yeah, I was telling me about that this morning. He was like, "All the teeth come out of the screen." 
<laughs> cool. But. Alright, so just watch it. Jaws, don't watch the sequels. Right, that's it. it. Chris. Cool. It's my turn? It is. Well, disappointing. Uh, I'll watch you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> go from Jaws to uh, the re- Netflix remake of the... I actually don't think it's Netflix. Somebody remade the TV show Charmed. <laughs> That's the problem with having like all of our services just streamed to one screen. It's like, I don't know what it's on. I yeah. just told this TV to play it and it played it. I, don't I yelled I- at my controller and just <laughs> like... Ah! Yeah, I, I I yelled something unintelligible at it, and it was like charmed, and I was like, "All right, sure." <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I, my my mom watched a, a good bit of the original uh, run back in the day. I don't know if you guys have watched any Charmed or anything. Um, not a single episode. Okay, I watched some with my mother when it was on the original run. Yeah, it's that. That's the thing is that original show sneakily is like a. An incredibly voluminous show. There are so many episodes of that original. Yes, it, it felt That's like eight years. Yeah, and it felt like it was in syndication constantly. Um, CW, it's okay. a CW show. Oh, that's why I'm watching it because it, because the CW knows how to put movies in my eyes. Um, <laughs> the new one is also CW. Yes, it makes sense. They retain the rights. But yeah, it's fine. It's uh, it's interesting. That's you know, it's. The three women in it are all sisters, and they're all um, kind of figuring out their powers, which is neat. One of them can <clears throat> read people's minds if she touches them, and another one can stop time for you know a short period, and the other one can uh, do telekinesis, and uh, it all takes place on a college campus, so it is woke as fuck. Um like the, the the main plot of the pilot episode is uh, trying to take down a professor who just got reinstated after being uh, acquitted for sexual assault uh, of one of his students. Okay. Um, and so then they use their powers to figure out that actually he's a demon. Oh. <laughs> so. Not like a human demon. No. Nope. Like a demon demon. Yeah, actual demon. Um, he's an ice demon. Uh, so yeah, so it's kind of stupid, and I'm going to keep watching it. I don't recommend it, uh, but it is a good thing to occupy my time. And that's Charmed. That sounds charming. DJ. That's for you? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing deeper than Charmed. I mean, I tried to warn you guys when I was you like... You watched the movie because I watched it with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about it. No, I want you to take things off of my stupid long watch list. So I also watched another movie, and it was pretty good. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've actually followed the rules of watch list and put things in here people wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, so I went to the theater by myself, and I watched Rocketman. <laughs> the uh, Taron Egerton vehicle. Is it Egerton or Edgerton? I keep... I always assumed Edgerton, and then I keep hearing Egerton. So I... The only reason why I pronounce it Egerton is because Joel Edgerton is an actor, and it's spelled differently. Yeah, I pronounce so, Egerton because his name was Eggy in that movie, so that makes egg- any sense. Oh, okay, there you go. But still, Egg. Yeah, I mean that was also a character he was playing. I know. Okay. I didn't say it made sense. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw Rocket Man. The, That's the, why I pronounced Tom Cruise's name Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the just like that. <laughs> the Elton John produced movie about himself. Uh, I watched that. And uh, not ready for musicians to keep making music, movies about themselves. 
I thought I was, and people had said that Rocket Man was great, but I didn't. I didn't flash back to when Bo I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, where everyone said Bohemian Rhapsody was good, and then I watched it and went, "Those people are wrong." Uh, and there's the wild praise for this movie, and I think those people are wrong, not to the same extent. I think that it is movies definitely praiseworthy. I just don't know if I agree that it's wildly uh, praiseworthy. So I was a few rows behind Chris in the theater. When he watched it, I think this Bro, movie the stuff snuck in. Yeah, I was thought it was for Chris. I didn't really watch the film. Uh, no, I think it's weird. I think Bora had a bad movie with a brilliant scene at Live Aid. Yeah, the Live Aid thing was truly brilliant. Five stars. That was done perfectly. And then the rest of the movie was kind of shit. Yeah, I think you have something similar with Rocket Man. Although, you have a slightly better performance by the lead. Yeah. He's a little bit better than Rami for me. Um, and you have a bunch of little brilliant scenes in the movie. that yeah. are done really well. Most of them are the fantastical music parts. Yes. Is what worked for me. That don't involve the, the child. The child was bad. Like, not a good... Like, like orally, very unpleasing. Yes. Like, it, it hurt me to listen to that child wail on about adult themes. You saw this too, did you? Yeah, I was uh, the podcast right. I was sick for. Right. That I would have talked about it on. So, so, yeah. so we're all we're yeah. all in the good. Yeah, I also thought uh Bryce Dallas Howard was bad, honestly. Yeah. It was I mean And like Brett I had this thing we and Brett were talking on Facebook and he was like, I just don't think she had enough to do, which just makes sense and we've said that before about yeah. people, like not her fault, bad script, bad writing, whatever. Bad character. Yeah. And my whole thing, with her, for some reason, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I was just like, well, she could not fucking do it. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's, yeah. I feel like it's her fault just for, like, it's not a good... Like, I don't know. It was just bad. But when she was on screen, the movie was worse. Alternatively, I think all the stuff with his dad was really good. Yeah, the dad was good. I, I, I liked that storyline. Yeah. And she was kind of a foil for it, so I found it easy to ignore her. Yeah, that's kind of what we were saying a little bit. I think. Um, I, I think that, I think that the, her character was poorly written, and I think that I would have been irritated with almost any actress in that part. Sure. So that's why I don't really blame Brussels Howard all that much. Yeah, I think. And I don't think TJ's blaming her so much either. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Everybody would be bad, but I'm saying I'm not gonna be like it's not her fault. Right. You know what I mean. Because otherwise, the only way we could talk bad about actors is when they ruin a role and say they did bad. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah, think and that's the case. And like still, Halle Berry ruined Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess even then it's like, well, it's kind of on the, the casting and the director. Like when they cast people wrongly for things, that's when sure. you could make that argument. Um, and you're right. It's still, it's not like, you, it's it's hard for us to know Everything where to draw that line. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, the direction they were being given. Which is, like, could have been, like, hey, we need you to play this Elton John's mom up more. Be more, like, in your face. Almost, like, uh, cartoonish. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. Everyone in that movie's a cartoon. Yes. Like, that's that's the point of him. Like, that. that's why we have the frame story. Is so that anything that's told is supposed to be taken with a grain of salt. People's personalities are exaggerated. The things that happen are fantastical. Like, so even though we don't see, you know, people in their household, like, floating away, 
like I think we're supposed to take that same skepticism to even like the familial relationships. Sure. Because because we have the unreliable narrator where <clears throat> Elton John in the rehab says, "Oh, my home life is nothing special, like nothing really that remarkable." And then they flash back and they show like. He was neglected by his mother, like emotionally abused by his father, mm-hmm. is like more or less the the, resu- the reason uh, that his parents got divorced because you know sometimes it is the kid's fault, um, but because he you know discovered his mother's infidelity and finally gives his father an out for you know morality reasons, and yeah, so it's I think we're supposed to not wholly believe everything that we're told. Even in the mundane scenes. Yeah. I do... There's one thing I, I did like about the movie, and that is the, the rehab and the way he tells the story from rehab. And I like that... He, I feel like he gets more honest throughout the movie as he strips away all his layers. His, like, physical layers. Yeah. No, that was definitely some, like, kind of... A little too on-the-nose symbolism, maybe. Him shedding the crazy outfit he walks in on. The devil gets outfit. more real. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, that's the thing. Some of this movie, like, when he goes in the bathroom before he plays at the Troubadour, um, before the, uh, I forget what song that is now. Uh, it's Crocodile Rock. It's Croc, yeah. Um, Croc Rock. But, but yeah, before he, he goes in the stall and shuts the door and it comes out and he's like, okay, I'm fine now. I'm ready to go. It's like, okay, the drugs. Yeah. I'm following. Like, it's just, nothing really, not a thinker of a film. It, but it, it was filmed at moments like I think the Honky Cat montage was fantastic. I think Saturday Night at the Fairgrounds, that big dance number was great. Yeah, um, it was just a lot of the movie was not great. It, it is like somebody t- somebody wrote a handful of great scenes, like inventive scenes, and they just shoved them into a standard by the numbers biopic. I feel like it would have been better if they went full on. Oh yes, absolutely, like full musical. Yeah. Yes, just go all the way out and do it. Um, I, do, I do want to piggyback on what you were saying. The scenes in the rehab were so good, but I think that's when Taron Egerton, it's just him. He gets yeah. to shine there. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think it's a, uh, for me, it's a classic example of a, of a of a really great performance in a mediocre movie. Yeah, yeah I told Cass it put me in the, the Jackie mindset from a couple years ago. I was like, oh, she was way better than this movie was. Mm-hmm. Except I think that this, that this movie has something that, that normally those don't, uh, where I would probably rewatch this movie happily. Um, I yeah. Think, I think that, that it, basically Elton John got to take another crack at writing new music videos for all of his classics. Yeah. And do it with like updated graphics and effects and everything. And so I would watch that again, because it's, the two albums that they play off of, Honky Chateau and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, are phenomenal fucking albums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except for they, they still the one video he doesn't rewrite, rewrite is the one that they just remake, which is I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah. this is the worst video. It's hilarious though. I yeah. mean, you it like, is funny. Yeah, yeah. Elton John has an awareness of his own camp. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I do need to talk about is how fucking stupid is it when he takes off like a human rocket while singing the song Rocket Man. Oh. We talk about some things that are too on the nose. I was laughing out loud. Like boisterously when that started happening because it's just so fucking stupid. Is that was the part where the fun, fantastic uh, didn't hit? Did yeah? It went <laughs> it went to a not fun place for me. Yes, yeah. It'd be like if he'd said goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, and the whole thing for that was him just like waving goodbye to like to a, a rope. Yeah, 
Honky K just turns into this like albino cat. Oh. Or if you looked at an actual tiny dancer in his hand. <laughs> While we're talking shit, the every fucking slow song in that started off with them being like single note on a piano, single note on a piano, yeah. and like slowly figuring out the melody. It's like, oh, we're doing this for the fourth time. Cool. You know, also, uh, the whole scene of Bernie Toppin writing the lyrics to your song while Elton John's mother just like com- just sits and bitches at the breakfast table. Maybe it happened in real life. If it did, it's one of those things that's just too that's like real life is just too unrealistic for the movies. Right. Yeah. So I just did not accept that in the movie. And then when he hands the sheet to Elton, and Elton just takes four steps across a living room, sits down at a piano, writes some complicated and just, fucking music, and just yeah. writes the most beautiful song of all time. And it's just like, no, I don't believe you. Even if it happened that way, right? I just, I, I just hated that scene so much. Two things you might know going in. I think the production design and the costume design were phenomenal. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, both those done really good. This movie will probably get, if I had to guess, three to five Oscar nominations. It just feels... Only because of the visuals were so good throughout. <clears throat> we'll probably win a small grip, too. Yeah. If I had to guess. Um, we'll see. I mean, Backlash could... You know, Oscar season's bullshit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go about the Oscars um, lately. This also, they also could create a new category for best movie of all time and give it to this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're doing that thing where people don't know what we felt about the movie. Um, I think I liked it better than most. I gave it four stars. Definitely something I think people should go check out because it's a little bonkers and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm at a four star. Uh, I went three. Um, it's it is. Uh, the the really good things outweigh the really bad things, but there's a lot of both for me. Yeah. So. Nice. All right, TJ, crack open that can of movie whoop ass. What'd you see? I saw a couple of Netflix movies I want to talk about. 2019 Netflix releases. All right, Chris. Um. I can't remember at the moment mm. what they are. No, actually, I talked about one last week. I've only got one. Okay. I'm sorry. Unicorn Store I talked about on here. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, I watched Highwaymen, The Highwaymen, Netflix movie that's been out for a little while. I had no idea what it was about when I started it. I thought it was like a rogue buddy cop drama from the, about, like, set in the 30s. But it's actually about The Highwaymen, Johnny Cash's <laughs> supergroup for country music in the 1980s. <laughs> yes, Brent, tell us about that. <laughs> so, Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson. <laughs> tell us a story, Papa Breezy. <laughs> Um, it's about the Texas Rangers who were disbanded at the time, I didn't know that, uh, that were hired back into Rangerdom to, uh, go hunt and kill, essentially, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, Kevin Costner plays the lead ranger who brought back, he gets, uh, goes and find his, there's Texas Rangers at the time were essentially bounty hunters. They, you know, they worked under the law in the way that they couldn't be, kind of like bounty hunters do now. Yeah. Um, but they pretty much go hunting Bonnie and Clyde. It goes through all that shit. The thing that I think the movie does best, first off, is put Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson in a car together for an hour and a half. Yeah. They're just, they're pros. Woody Harrelson so they has, fuck it up. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson has proven recently that he's good in cars, having awkward conversations. Yes. And Kevin Costner also is uh, in a movie that's coming out about a dog being in a car. I don't know if you've seen trailers for that <laughs> shoved down your fucking throat. Is this the one we saw? Yeah. Okay. The Art of Driving in the Rain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racing like, in the he's Rain. He's in that? Yeah. He's the voice of the dog. He's the oh, that's of, right, that's right. Kevin Costner right. as Enzo. Yeah. That movie. I've always liked horrible. cars. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
What is that <laughs> Sounds like Batman. <laughs> like, no, yeah. He's I look like a dog to you. He's excessively gruff in that trailer. Yeah. His voice is. Um, but anyway, back to this movie that is real. You put uh, <laughs> this movie's. Real I don't want to believe it. You put those two pros together, movie together though, they're not gonna fuck it up. They're yeah. pretty good. Um, but the thing they do that's cool is Bonnie and Clyde are no name actors, and they never really have much dialogue. They're kind of in the background the whole time. Um, and it was cool. It's like one of the first times since the you know Best Picture winner that you get to see that whole trap shootout take place, and it's done pretty well. Pretty cool. Um, I gave it three stars. Check it out, especially since it's free and on Netflix. Uh, would definitely watch it. Um, I also watched. Oh, I did watch another Netflix movie. <laughs> I watched Paddleton, um, a movie that was been on my radar for a while now, and I just never got around to seeing it because it looks so fucking depressing. Y'all know about Paddleton? Paddleton? Um, not much. So it's starring. Uh, holy shit! What's his name? Mark Duplass. Uh, and Ray Romano, and they are very quirky friends who live next door to each other in a shitty little apartment complex. Yeah, and um, they don't have anybody else in their lives really, just two of them. They invent a game called Palton, uh, where they have seasons and they keep stats. And the game is pretty much you hit tennis balls off of a giant old drive-in theater screen, and you try to land them in a series of trash cans. <laughs> and you get points depending on which trash cans you can hit them in. And there are all these rules they made up and shit. But uh, Martin Plast gets terminal cancer. He's going to die in a few months. And he uh, chooses to go with like legal assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. And that's legal in a few states. And the way it's done is they essentially overdose you. Yeah. Um, they write you a prescription for like 100 pills. And you take all 100 at once. And you die. Um, and they have to go to the nearest pharmacy. That'll prescribe them for them. And it's about a six hour drive. So it's their like last little road trip together. Um, 85 minutes long fantastic movie um, highly recommended it jumped into my top 5 very quickly nice excellent um, probably one of the best Netflix originals I've seen too ever I'm always pleased to hear Duplass Brothers movies that aren't just like strange for the sake of being strange yeah also fucking Ray Romano's making some awesome choices later in life man he's done picked some great movies yeah uh, definitely going like an indie route and he is so good in this. Uh, better than Duplass. Cool. But, yeah. Uh, it's really just those two in the movie. There's really nobody else in the film. Um, but it's great. In a quick watch, uh, gut-wrenchingly, just heartbreaking at times. But a fantastic yeah, but film. But yes. Neat. Um, you heard it here. Ray Romano's best since Ice Age 2. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Ice Age 3? There you go. Hey, here we go. What else did you see? Uh, my favorite movie of the year so far. And talk about gut originally not heartbreaking, but just fucked up beyond God. I can't even. It's hereditary on crack. But I watched Midsummer, the new Ari Aster movie. Um, any questions? <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> any questions? <laughs> um, it's a girl who's. Uh, so, first off, one of the creepiest we talked about Giles earlier one of the creepiest like cold opens in movies I've seen like before the story gets going it's just this long tracking shot through a dark house and you see uh, essentially two parents that you think are sleeping yeah and then you follow hoses 
from their bedroom, and you see that the door is duct taped shut, and the houses lead all the way to their garage where the, both cars are turned on. Um, and it's just fucking horrifying because it is the slowest pan ever. Okay. Just before you hear anybody talk, you see this. So the movie just immediately puts you in just like dread situation. Uh, and that's pretty much the only scene that takes place at nighttime. The rest of the movie is in very, very bright daylight at a midsummer festival in Sweden. And, uh, I mean, you definitely get some culty vibes early, but you don't know what's coming, and then it just gets worse and worse and crazier and crazier. And the movie's about isolation and depression, and it conveys those in ways that I didn't ever really consider being possible. Hmm. Some of the most realistic depiction of psychedelics I've ever seen with drug use. Um, I don't know. The movie's just fucking... I mean, I I don't know what's coming out and how it's going to look, but this has, like, best director now I'm getting just written all over it. Nice. It's My eyes felt crossed for hours after I left the movie. You should go to a doctor. <laughs> they were actually crossed. Too. What? <laughs> uh, I don't really know how else to talk about it. I mean, the, the, the big thing, too, is he's making a horror movie that's terrifying, and he's not hiding in the shadows. Right. There's no jump screams. Right. It's uh, less jump screams than Hereditary. I mean, there's shocking moments, kind of like Hereditary with the head, but that wasn't a jump scare. You right. know what I mean? That was just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, the whole yeah. time. And then it happens. Um, see it as soon as you can. See it on a, definitely see it on a big screen. Uh, I thought you were going to say see it on an airplane. <laughs> Do not watch this movie on a fucking airplane. <laughs> Delta, if you're listening, don't show this movie on an airplane. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I want you to go in kind of as blind as I was. Yeah. Yeah. I frankly turned my brain off while you were talking about the plot because I don't want to know anything about the plot. And, and he, so I haven't really said anything about the plot. Yeah. You know? And he doesn't trust you. TJ, I trust you. You spoiled nothing for me. I, uh. And at the end, the bad guy's Kermit the Frog. Uh-oh. No! <laughs> I was paying attention. <laughs> Any questions? Um, well, cool. I also well, don't want to spend a ton of time on this now because I hope I've sold y'all and y'all go see it this week so we can talk about it next week. Your, yeah, your yeah, your scored review on Letterboxd had already sold me on it, so that's why I was pretty much was like, nothing you say here matters at the moment. I'm I actually go see this. saw it with uh, Brent's wife. Did she enjoy it? You what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said it was really good. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She needed Toy Story 4 the next morning. I bet, man. I bet. We went to a 10 a.m. screening of Toy Story the next morning. <laughs> nice. So. Give her that Woody. Uh, <clears throat> see anything else, TJ? That's it for me. All right. So now we do the part of the show where we talk about Newsy. We call it Newsy on the Streets, right? Yep. I've got a little news bit and podcast thing I want to clean up real quick. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3 dropped on the 4th. It is out as we're recording this. I've watched about half of it. I think Chris and Brent are eager to watch. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the rest of my day. Yeah, so uh, we'll hit that up next week and we'll probably do a deep dive on it. Yeah. It's, uh, first half of the, I've watched the first half of season three. It's fantastic. And uh, But don't you think we're ignoring Stranger Things? Yeah, it's getting rave reviews. Yeah, really good stuff. But uh, Chris, you got some breezy bits? Yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, one of them coming in the like least reliable way you get news, which is just straight into my email inbox, my personal one. Yeah. Because, and I told you guys before this, I still pay for and I'm signed up for MoviePass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
they've got some big changes coming. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do. But they basically sent an email saying like, hey, just an FYI, the service is going to be offline for an undetermined period of time. Uh, you'll still get charged if you do yearly and monthly, but uh, we'll prorate so you get those days back. Um, but we're like working to figure out how to make this like work best for everyone. So I'm excited to see if they can capture that luster back. Uh, yeah. There really is no... If they can nail it still at $10 a month for, you know, up to three movies, then I think there's no price comparison. Like, they are, they are standing alone with that. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, me and Brent are now AMCA listers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this is like standing in the asshole line at the AMC theater. <laughs> I used it the other day when I was running late for Midsummer. Yeah. Felt bad. I, 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 I was still standing in the normal lines at... Uh, um, for concessions until one day I got up and I was behind these people and uh, the cashier was just like, hey, you should sign up for Stubbs. And they're just like, tell me every single detail about Stubbs, please. Well, You're like, I'm already signed up for it. And <laughs> I, I just wanted to be, I was like, that was the last time. All right, I'm just going to use the damn A-list line lane from now on. I was behind somebody the other day at the movies who got to the fucking counter and they were like, all right, what can you have? And they were like, okay, hold on. And they started reading the menu. That happens all the time. I was like, How? 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 First off, <laughs> do you know what building you're in right now? <laughs> oh, they always get popcorn. Yes! You're in a movie! <laughs> the worst is there's a grandmother and a daughter, and they're like, do you want a drink? And the granddaughter's like, yes. And it's like, okay, hold on. They have. And then she reads the back of the fountain machine. They have regular Coke. They have Sprite. <laughs> so, oh, she fucking knows. <laughs> so anyway, AMC Atlas says... No, I'm liking this. You guys are workshopping your first five minutes. <laughs> we're we're going to put you up at an open mic. Three uh, three movies a week, I think. Three movies a week. The, the The nice thing is you don't have to... There's no, like, screening limitations. Like, uh, it, you can go see the same movie three times. You can go see uh, 3D movies. You can go see Dolby Theater movies. You can go see anything. Any sort of ticket they sell Yeah, is available. I'm not sure about, like, those special, like... Uh, the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park or something like that. One night only. Like the Fathom events. I don't know if those apply because the ticketing might be different for those. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those 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 are probably not the same thing. Uh, AMC owns a controlling interest in Fathom, but Fathom is its own company. Right. And so they are, uh, they are a non-first watch exhibition company. So I think that if you read the fine print of A-List, it probably mentions first watch exhibition. There's also a Ticketmaster counter at our AMC. Uh, so I think those tickets run through Ticketmaster. Yeah. I don't think they run through AMC. So. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing if you go to another theater and you see like an NCM thing and it's got like, you know, the opera or right. showing the Aliens trilogy like in a row just to whatever. But you, Movie you Pass get, is good. A-List, I mean, you get 12 movies a month essentially. It's $22. It's twenty two dollars in Georgia, and yeah, and uh, yeah. There's some weird state restrictions. So if you travel, don't don't necessarily play. If you have the A list and you travel, don't like plan. I think it's California, on, New York only though. There's like four or five states maybe. Yeah, where their ticket prices are like twenty two dollars for a single movie. Yeah, where so you like, can sign up for A list, but it's like thirty dollars a month there. Okay, and right. then the, most of the states are twenty dollars a month or nineteen ninety five. But Georgia's one of the like ten states where it's twenty one ninety five. Yeah, so we get like 45 states with our plan. The plan that's cheaper, you get 34 states. Right. And then there's one with all 50 states. But uh, you get a little more, too. You get like... Uh, Discounts on... You earn rewards as you 
buy tickets. So mm-hmm. I've, I got, uh, when we went to see Toy Story, I got, uh, you know, a combo for $4 because I got $10 off. How much are you guys being paid by AMC? Negative $22 a month. Okay. <laughs> they, they've actually been taking money from me. No. Um, yeah. So the uh, Chris has also signed up for something similar with AMC. Yeah, I, I signed for it for Premiere, which is the thing you're talking about, Brent. That's the thing where you get points, and those purchases work towards you know giving you discounts. Yeah. And you can use the asshole line, and yeah. then you just pay for movie tickets, because Kevin and I just don't see as many movies as you guys do in theaters. And you also, you live closer to... The a, $5 theater. A cheap theater. Yeah. And my closest theater is not cheap. Yeah, to justify $22, I would have to go see four movies, and I just don't know if I will do that ever in a month. Yeah, and I have to hit like two. Yeah. Um, um, are we... I, I, I don't know if we hijacked your movie pass talk. Completely. I was just talking about movie pass briefly because I think it's it's cool that they're hanging on. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like whoever hung on with them is probably going to get a pretty sweet deal for a period of time. Um, and so I'm just kind of, you know... You're the only one who didn't rage quit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it never betrayed me. Right. <laughs> Every time I wanted to go see a movie using it, it was like, all right... <laughs> I have some news for uh, all of us, but mostly for Chris. Um, the, I know what it is. The Akira universe is really going to be exploding soon. Yeah. <laughs> exploding. Um, so I've seen that movie. <laughs> first off, there's a 4K remaster coming out next year. Yep. And then the year after that is Taika Waititi's uh, live action remake. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, Katsuhiro Otomo has revealed that he is going to direct a new anime series. Uh Based on Akira. Yeah. Um, That's the original creator of yeah. the manga. No, oh, cool. Yeah. And he's also announced he will direct a third, his third anime feature film. Yeah. Called Orbital Era. So, some if you've heard this before, this is set in the near future. Uh, and it follows the adventure, it's an action adventure following some boys in this particular society. Uh, living their lives while being tossed around by fate. So, go to what works. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, the near future Neo Tokyo thing is really common, like trope in Japanese cinema, because they had an apocalypse, so a post-apocalyptic uh, uh, event really isn't sure fucking fun for them to write about. Um, and not hard. Yeah, <laughs> they seen it. So I'm never surprised when it's like every anime is always like a young group of kids are the super soldiers. They're going to keep the peace in the world. And right. It's like oh, but that's right because back when the people who are writing this were kids, their adults fucking failed at it. And, you know, maybe they could have done something to stop. It was a different generation who didn't create a military. Right. We also have the news of uh, Halle Bailey being cast as the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, African-American actress. So, everyone's handling that with grace. And Yeah, uh, just like the internet always does. Yeah. Disney made movies for seven years without putting a person of color in as one of its princesses that... You know, or at least a black woman as a princess. That this is like the first black woman since Tiana, and only the second ever to be a Disney princess. Like white people need to chill out. Angry white people need to chill out. So white people in general, it's probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other breezies? Uh, yeah, I had one that I just wanted to mention briefly. Um, a, a brief breezy. Uh, <clears throat> y'all know that I'm into the uh, the. Speed run marathons they do uh, biannually. Um, Summer Games Done Quick just wrapped up. Uh, 
last weekend, so when you're hearing this, it'll be about 10 days stale, but uh, they raised for Doctors Without Borders uh, $3,036,404. Awesome. Uh, yeah, they made a fuck ton of money, and the average donation was like 60 bucks. Oh, wow. Every time someone donated, it was, it was ridiculous, but neat. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the AGDQ and SGDQ. Awesome games done quick, summer games done quick. Yeah. Uh, if you want an introduction into speedrunning, it's always runners who uh, have a couch full of people commentating, so it's really easy to get into. If you've got a favorite game, uh, even if it's not like a classic game, they've been running this event for like a decade uh, and doing two events a year. So awesome. you can find your game and see how it, how it breaks. Cool. cool. That's it for me, for Breezy. What's coming out? Got a couple movies to choose from. One is a Stuber. Ooh. Yeah. Comedy with uh, uh Oh my god, I forgot his name. Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Um Dave Bautista hijacks an Uber driven by Kumail Nanjiani. That's yeah. what the trailer looks like. It looks yeah. like a fun comedy with two actors that have been making really good comedies for yeah, the past couple of years. Funny guys. Yeah. So uh that looks fun. The other one is a movie that me and Chris are super excited about. It's called Crawl. Oh. <laughs> the Nick Kroll biopic have you not seen the trailer for Crawl yet Brent Crawl Crawl C-R-A-W-L oh, no. so Hurricane hits Florida and this lady goes to save her father from his house like one of the worst hurricanes 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 it's a hurricane it's in Florida it's a hurricane <laughs> it's in the panhandle yeah uh, yep <laughs> checks out uh, and they get stranded there and they're trying to figure out how to radio for help with no power in the middle of a crazy hurricane sounds like a cool premise um, but there's alligators at their house, and they get attacked by the alligators. Oh, wow. Yeah. And apparently, at one point, she jukes an alligator out of the water, because <laughs> yeah. that's in the trailer. <laughs> Gives the old one, Yep, two. just yeah. like that. Broke all its ankles. Yep. Just James Harden's <laughs> right past the alligator in the water. Uh, movie looks, like, well well made. It's the guy directed The Hills Have Eyes. I forget his name at the yeah. moment. But, uh... Aja Alexander? Yes. But, uh... That would have been a crazy guess. Looks pretty shitty, even though in a year where I keep saying like horror movies are uh, a <laughs> crazy guess, where horror movies are looking good, they're they're making good horror movies the past couple of years. This one doesn't like it'll be one of them. No, could hey. be wrong, but I'm gonna say Stuber. Oh, I was gonna say, please tell me there's a third movie. Nope. All right. Yeah, I'll say Stuber just because fuck crawl. Brent Stuber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't in good faith actually lie and pick crawl. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we've reached a point like Kleenex where the and Band-Aid where now any car you get from your phone you call an Uber or if this movie is actually just like really sponsored by Uber. I don't know. I mean, I definitely use Uber as Kleenex. Yeah. Even if I'm getting a Lyft, I would say Uber. But yeah. there are people that do that with Lyft. Right. I know too. So. Yeah, it just depends on the part of the country you are and where the saturated first. Mm-hmm. Um, how old you are, I'm sure people call them taxis. <laughs> I call it a motor carriage. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for us. Take us out. Yep, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later on Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. You can check out our Facebook groups, games by us, movies by us, TV by us. You can subscribe, give us a rating. That would be very helpful indeed. And thank you to the Willow Walkers Boy, for yeah. intro music. Thank you to Boo Reefa for the outro music. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads Small towns, slow pokes, 
long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I know 